This installment of the AX Insider podcast features a conversation with Rob Wigington, Executive Director, Airport Restaurant and Retail Association. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the AX Insider podcast. My name is Andy Telejohn. I'm the senior writer at Airport Experience News. Today, we're talking with Rob Wigington, Executive Director of the Airport Restaurant and Retail Association. In in addition to taking on this role just about a year ago, uh, Rob has been an airport director in Nashville, deputy director in Houston. He's overseen route development, marketing, planning, management, operations, and development at airports. He's also been a consultant overseeing all of these issues on behalf of airports and more. Rob, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on the program. All right. Well, we were uh, we were just talking before I hit the record button here on uh, how you, how uh, you hit the one year anniversary of Ara. Here it was started for some other reasons, but uh, fortuitously uh, started right around the same time that this COVID virus that has overtaken our lives over the past year hit. And uh, just recently, you got some good news. You called for celebration from coast to coast on the. Uh, Air, uh, operator front, uh, wanted to talk a little bit about this funding that you got from Congress. $800 million as part of a larger package for airports and for relief across the country. Just how important was this? Uh, what, and, and have you got any concrete examples at this point on how uh, it has been or will be used uh, by the operators going forward here? Well, it's going to be really important, um, particularly as we go into this second year of um, of the pandemic. We um, we really wanted relief last year um, and wanted to get federal relief um, to help, uh, knowing that airports you know, were suffering or had lost uh, you know a lot of passengers and a lot of revenue, uh, which of course is exactly what was felt by concessionaires. Um, and I certainly remember uh, when I was taking this job, uh, realizing that within a couple of weeks, uh, traffic had dropped to practically nothing um, and realizing we we're going to have a much different challenge um, than the, the challenges that, that uh, Aro was put together for to try to take on uh, and work with airports on. So the, um, we, it really took a year to finally get Congress convinced um, you know, to help concessionaires specifically, even though there was certainly interest in helping concessionaires. Um, so we worked very closely with uh, with other concessions groups, you know, particularly, um, you know, the Airport Minority Advisory Council, um, car rental folks, uh, duty-free association, parking association, uh, and banded together to, to make the case to Congress and to the airports um, to get their support uh, for our ask. And um, fortunately, last year uh, took a while, but airports, as they started to realize how serious this was and how devastating it was going to be, not just to them, but also to their concessions partners, uh, they, um, many, most of them stepped up and provide relief from the minimum, minimum annual guarantees and rent um, that concessionaires just couldn't afford to pay uh, when you've lost 95, 90, 95% of your business. Um, you're just you know, not in any situation to be able to continue um, with that kind of a business structure. So many of them, fortunately, and, and our members are very, very grateful and appreciative to the airports that worked with them to, to, to provide some relief. But we also knew that more was going to be needed. And so uh, 
able to, uh, with ACI and AAAE, get their support uh, for a joint ask. This is after uh, the CARES Act and the airports got $10 billion. Um, we then went up to Congress uh, together, the, the coalition of the concessionaires and the airport associations and, and their members uh, to ask for the additional funding. Uh, the, what was passed in December was the first uh, fruits of that. Uh, and of course, we were all disappointed. Um, it fell far short of how much the airports and concessionaires needed in, in relief. And so the airports got 2 million and uh, only 200,000 of that was dedicated to concessionaires. That's not gonna go very far. Uh, but fortunately, uh, with the Biden administration and the new Congress, um, another 800 million, so a total of $1 billion was provided for uh, again, the money goes to the to the airports. It's on top of it's part of the um, um, the additional money that they received, um, but it will help them continue to provide relief uh, to concessionaires um, as long as that will last. It won't last as long as it needs to, and hopefully, the airports will continue to uh, support and work with their concessionaires on mag and rent relief beyond that. So what? Uh, what is the, you know, spinning this forward, what does that mean for, for future funding discussions? Do you think this is going to, uh, I know you said that they're, they're not going to be complete, but is this going to get the uh, operators through? Do you think you'll be going back to Congress looking for more relief? Uh, you know, where do the operators go from, from here? We'll see. It's, uh, it's, We'll see, you know, the money is just now starting to be uh, allocated. Airports are just beginning to apply for uh, for the relief, both under the, uh, what's called the CRISA program, the December program that was passed, uh, the, the 2,200,000 for concessions. Um, so airports are just beginning to apply for that. And and, um, and then, you know, the, the, uh, the new program, the American Rescue Plan program has, has passed. Uh, FAA will be implementing that as well. So they're two separate programs, even though they go for pretty much the same purposes. Um, and uh, the money hasn't really gotten out there yet, um, but uh, the airports at least know they can count on uh, and they can provide relief um, with the direct assistance of the federal government uh, to their concessionaires for uh, for the months ahead. We. Uh, we don't know how long it's gonna last just yet. Um, those kind of calculations are being worked on. Uh, we know it won't last that long, won't go that far. It fell far short of, of what we and the airports needed. Um, so um, with the anticipation that this recovery isn't going to be as fast as anybody would hope, um, and I think everybody pretty much throughout the industry and uh, and others have projected it's, it's going to drag out um, and with the, the concerns out there about the variants and resurgence of, uh, of, the, uh, of the virus, um, as you're seeing in, in some states already um, and in Europe, um, you know, there, there's concern uh, that we're going to have to have more relief. Uh, we'll be working with the airports to try to um, continue to get uh, relief from the MAG and, and the rents. But, um, you know, that it's not to say we won't have to go back to Congress. Uh, unfortunately, the signals from Congress are that they're probably done, um, given the current state of affairs and assuming that things continue to rebound. Um, they probably are not going to have the appetite to do more relief, uh, but that remains to be seen. I know the discussion over the past year has been that the, the industry's recovery could, could be a three, four, 
uh, five-year process. Uh, the the vaccines have started to roll out, uh, at least anecdotally. I'm seeing some indications that traffic numbers uh, may be starting to rise at least a, at least a little bit now, not necessarily at a level that would be prof- profitable for operators. But uh, are you what, what are you hearing on that? Have you changed your views on what the recovery might look like? Or are you still thinking that three, four year time frame? is accurate? Uh, I mean, what are your uh, thoughts on where we're at right now as an industry? Well, we can guess as well as anybody can uh, without any certainty as to what the future is going to hold. Sure. Um, you know, we think it's still pretty unrealistic to expect that full recovery is going to come in, in a couple of years. It's going to take at least that probably and, and possibly longer. Um, you know, a, a lot a lot certainly depends on on how fast the vaccines really get out there. Um, you know, they were, the country was making great progress with the vaccines. And then of course, we just heard about a little snafu with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Um, hopefully that does not uh, slow down um, the distribution and, and the vaccinations that are going on. And, and of course we have the issue of whether people will take the vaccine that need to take the vaccine. Um, and then, as I mentioned, um, you know, we're all concerned about the, the you know, the variants um, and whether, you know, the current vaccines will will check that um, or whether we have to worry about that. So even on the best of circumstances, we don't expect that uh, the traffic's going to get back, uh, certainly not this year and, and, and probably not um, in, in 2022 uh, to levels that are really needed to sustain um, the airports and the concessionaires in particular. Um, in their businesses. So it's going to be a long period of really hanging on um, and trying to recover and try to get back to uh, the levels that are needed and serve the traveling public that is starting to come back. And that's some reason for optimism, but, uh, but very cautious optimism. Okay. So we're not, uh, so while we're celebrating the, uh, the, the congressional relief, we're not uh, full scale celebrating uh, uh, a return to normalcy just yet. Uh, uh, you, you mentioned that you're still doing some calculations and that you may need to go back to Congress. This is uh, Rob Wigington, Executive Director of the Airport Restaurant and Retail Association. Um, do, have you got any uh, current estimates on you know just what it will take to get through this, or is it all still kind of a big old calculus problem that uh, has no definitive answers yet? Uh, uh, as far as funding and relief from Congress goes? Well, definitely the latter. Um, you know, it's a very fluid situation. The, uh, the uh, relief that was provided, you know, $1 billion, that covers a, an awful lot of concessionaires. And there's some, um, some, some big operators, particularly in the parking and car rental arena, um, that will eat up a lot of that relief because it's, you know, it's based on the proportionate share of, of what each of the concessionaires um, pay to the airports in terms of mag and, and rent. So, I mean, just for the retail um, restaurant side of the business, um, you know, the, those companies before the pandemic were paying somewhere in the two to two and a half billion dollars in, in mags and rents. Um, so even a billion dollars that's provided by Congress would barely cover even uh, even half of what just the restaurant retail operators um, 
would need uh, to get through a full year, let alone all the others. So uh, it's again, it's going to be very helpful, and and it really came at at, at a desperate time for you know for our members um, and um, as well as for for the rest of the industry. Um, but it's just not going to go very far. So all we can hope is that the recovery really starts to take off um, and that we see uh, travel, the summer travel season uh, be as, as successful and as busy as it possibly can, even if it's not you know, back to the full tilt. Um, and that would be a big boost um, you know, to getting them through the fall and, and the slower travel times that we always anticipate during those periods. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Those numbers really put it into perspective. Uh, I mean, that, that, that really will, uh, that really will go fast. Uh, we were, uh, we were reminiscing a bit as we were setting this up about, uh, how ARA was uh, being formed right around the time the pandemic was becoming a big topic of discussion. This goes back to our conference in Denver last year. And, uh, the, the formation of ARA actually started around other issues, uh, development, uh, costs, uh, street pricing, labor pricing, pouring rights, uh, et cetera. Uh, you know, surely, surely they've taken a bit of a back burner over the last, uh, several months because of COVID, but, uh, uh, as, uh, as the relief uh, discussions slow down for a bit. Uh, do you do you anticipate Ara getting back into looking at some of these other issues in 2021? How, what else are you going to be looking at here in the near future? Well, we would love nothing more than to be able to focus on some of the other issues that were the issues that we were primarily created to uh, not only to form an association and, and all the benefits of having um, having uh, a place where the members can collaborate and, and learn best practices and share information and things, but also to try to address some of these industry-wide issues. Um, but of course, uh, getting to those issues really depends on, on whether we can put the COVID issue behind us. Um, but we are taking uh, beginning to take a look and try to um, see how we, we can address those issues um, you know, with the airport community in particular. Um, what's been clear is those issues um, that all um, you know, relate to costs to the concessionaires to operate um, in an airport environment, which is a very expensive environment, very capital intensive environment. Um, they've all compounded um, the financial situation of the concessionaires um, during this pandemic. So unfortunately, we really haven't been able to address those because we've got a much bigger issue to deal with in terms of uh, mags and rents um, at this time, and just trying to trying to survive. But they certainly they certainly impact concessionaires in in a very tough way when you're in this uh, in this kind of environment. Uh, speaking specifically on a couple of those issues, uh, well, I mean the the mag piece has been a big discussion throughout even these relief talks. You've got uh, folks out there that have. Uh, have said that they might not ever consider signing another deal that has a mag in it. Uh, uh, you've been on the airport side of this. You're on the operator side of this now. Do you? Uh, what do you know or think about uh, programs that are out there? Are there any best practices in terms of, you know, rent structures that do work? Uh, any deals out there that you'd point to that, uh, you know, that maybe work a little better than? You know some of the ones that have been under discussion uh, so far. 
Nothing I could really point to um, because the mag um, format um, formula has really been pretty pervasive throughout the industry. Um, it's a it's a situation that 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 I think and and Arath believes that, that airports and, and concessionaires really need to wrestle with um, uh, to figure out what what makes sense going forward. Um, Certainly during this period of recovery, uh, we don't think mags are appropriate. Um, that's obviously a challenge since, uh, since you have concessions agreements, um, contractual agreements uh, calling for mags. So we have to really go to the airports and, and ask uh, to work out something in the, in the interim. And as I said, many have done that by uh, evading or relieving uh, or making adjustments uh, in terms of the mag and, and that that needs to continue but we also want to engage the airports now in coming up with what's going to work um, in the shorter term to get through the pandemic but also in the longer term and there were um, so many issues and problems with mag well before we saw the traffic plummet and and create the problems that we've had um, where mag just doesn't work when you don't have the traffic numbers that that they were based on uh, when when these contracts were bid uh, and commitments were made. Um, many people have felt both on the airport side and the concession side that it was an archaic concept and, um, and that it needed to be addressed. The maybe one of the few if only good things that comes out of this pandemic, if we can uh, find a better way to work together in these business relationships going forward, um, and so our interest is finding a win-win situation you know, for the airports and the concessionaires. And we hope to have those kind of conversations to, to work through that. We don't have the answers right now. Um, you know, we, we think we definitely need to try to move away from, from MAG, um, but we've got to also come up with what, what would you replace it with? How, how would that work? You know, from an airport standpoint, I think airports have to think seriously about uh, what is the purpose of their concessions programs? Airports have really um, prided themselves on, um, you know, growing and improving their concessions programs, having lots of different offerings, and, and certainly the state of concessions um, just prior to the pandemic uh, was was incredible when you look back at, at what it used to be. And airports have won many awards. Um, I took great pride at the airports where I was. Uh, we took great pride in, in 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 getting awards for you know best concessions and and best this and uh, most of most that and uh, so I think airports have to decide is is it is it revenue they're really trying to drive you know through the concessions program and of course revenue is an important piece of it um, or is it really trying to find and provide the best possible service and the array of services both on the retail and food and beverage side. Um, that uh, that their customers would like and that they'd like to have to showcase the airport. Um, you know, we always tried to, every place that I've been to not only have the national brands, um, but also give the traveler a flavor of the of the locality. Um, so whether it's barbecue in, in a community that's known for its barbecue or uh, some of their cuisine, um, you know, those things, uh, those things are important and we know airports want to provide that. And that's what concessionaires do is provide, you know, the mix that's appropriate and, and necessary for that airport. So it's, it's a combination of both, uh, you know, passengers uh, getting the best possible travel experience and the concessions provides a very important element of that uh, and contributes to that. 
and, and balancing out the revenue uh, needs of the airports. Sure, sure. Uh, we're talking with Rob Wigington, executive director of the Airport Restaurant and Retail Association uh, today. Uh, and uh, talking about those issues, Rob, do you get the sense that uh, you know, that airports, you know, are understanding the operator's point of view right now. I mean, is something that might come out of this uh, uh, pandemic that, uh, you know, that maybe uh, both sides are are more aware of and better working together on finding some kind of a solution for some of these issues? I think so, and I certainly hope so. I think uh, the airports have uh, have been very good starting to um, talk with us um, and talk amongst themselves about what what is done going forward. Um, we've tried to bring a lot of attention to the to the issue during our weekly calls, our airport survival and revival uh, calls that's involved concessions and airports and, and everybody else in the industry. Uh, and that's that's been a common topic for the speakers that we've had on. Um, we've had a lot of the airport directors. Um, industry leaders and and many have uh, been very forthcoming to say that it's time to either get rid of the mag or revisit it um, and uh, so I think there's growing support and interest um, among among airports of all sizes and particularly some of the biggest ones to say we need to come up with a with a better model so um, but again we've all got to get together work together and figure out how do you do that what and what is the model going forward. And as we know, airports, every airport is different. I won't say <laughs> that thing that everybody always says about if you've seen, I won't even, re- I won't even repeat that because I th- everybody knows how that goes, but, <clears throat> but it's true. And, and so each airport uh, is going to do what it thinks is its best interest um, in, the, in its community's interest. Uh, but we hope we can come up with some best practices and some, some consensus that, um, there's a better model um, and it may have some variations in, in different airports given different circumstances, but there's a better, better model uh, for sharing the risk and, and really developing uh, and growing the concessions programs as well as enhancing um, the revenues for, for the airports who depend on them. Sounds great. Uh, it would be uh, great to be able to start having some of those discussions more formally. Uh, I imagine that's probably uh, uh, not going to happen until things are a little bit more back to, uh, you know, back to a hundred percent from dealing with this COVID issue though. Is that, is that right? Or do you think there is room for some longer term discussions, uh, before that happens? Oh, I think, I think there is, and we're certainly hoping to, um, to engage the airports, um, uh, very soon. Um, and, and as we have, but, but to try to get into more serious discussions about it. Uh, we're going to be producing um, another paper. We last year put out uh, two papers uh, that we called Facing Facts, um, try to lay out the realities of what the pandemic was doing to the concessions industry. Um, and uh, we're going to put out another one that's going to really address very directly uh, the issue of what, what, what the model might be going forward, what's wrong with the MAG uh, formula, and, um, and raise a lot of these issues. <clears throat> that we hope will will serve the basis for uh, for some discussion, some really meet, you know meaty discussion, um, and, and developing some consensus. The um, you know the importance of this issue is is you know can't be 
you know, overemphasized. And our, our biggest concern is that as traffic starts to come back, people get a sense of complacency. Well, okay, it's coming back, so everything's going to be fine. Uh, I don't think the airports believe that. I certainly know the concessionaires don't believe that. You know, we've all lost too much over the past year um, that, uh, you know, just getting back to 70, 80% of traffic is not going to, is not going to uh, sustain the businesses, let alone provide any any profitability. Um, the airlines were in the same in the same mode, so we've all got a long haul, and so we're going to have to work together. and And air, airlines have to be a part of that as well. Um, how that that all works because uh, it's got to be a system that works for for airlines, airports, and concessionaires. Um, we're, as has been said many times, um, we're an, an ecosystem. We're all you know integrally dependent upon each other. Um, just the concessionaires are, are in the worst position when it comes to trying to control their own destiny because they are tenants of, of airports who are the landlords <clears throat> and, um, both airports and concessionaires are at the whim of the airlines in terms of where they're going to fly planes and, and where, where they're going to serve and, and what travelers and passenger base, uh, that's going to provide to the airport, um, and as a customer base for the concessionaires. What's your time frame on putting out those uh, those papers, and uh, do you do you uh, have anything scheduled or anything formal uh, planned for following up on those papers with the uh, airports and airlines at uh, at at that time? Uh, we don't have formal plans, but we um, certainly have uh, have plans to get the the paper out within the next uh, certainly within the next few weeks, month. Um, I think time is is of the essence. Um, it would be a real shame if you know things improve just enough uh, that people kind of lose interest in really uh, all the things that we've talked about that need to be changed, or looked at, you know, reexamined um, going forward, and we just fall back into the old patterns. Um, if we do that, you know, we'll end up back in another situation like this, whether it's because of a virus or because of some other. Uh, natural catastrophe or terrorism or you name it. I mean, we've seen it many times, you know, from 9-11 to the, to the economic crisis, uh, the Great Depression in 2008. Um, so it, it's, uh, it's an issue that uh, has got to be addressed. And uh, again, uh, we're going to put the paper out and, and continue to have the conversations and, and hopefully uh, get uh, willing partners to to come up with some solutions. Well, anything that we can do to avoid a, a situation like the one uh, everybody's been going through for the last year was uh, it would would, uh, would definitely be a good thing. So uh, let's uh, uh, hoping to see some uh, hoping to write about some solutions here in the near future instead of uh, about the COVID issue. Right. Let's hope we learn from our lessons. Rob Wigington, Executive Director of the Airport Restaurant and Retail Association. Thanks for taking some time today. Thank you very much. Enjoyed it.